healing and finding hope through conversations and curiosities about the afterlife. Open your mind and heart to the possibility that our spirit lives on. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. Welcome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have you seen a ghost? Today, we are continuing our talk on the book, Hello from Heaven by Bill and Judy Guggenheim. And another common type of after-death communication, ADC, called Visual ADC. This book has so many stories about this type of visitation that they break it up into two parts, partial and full. Let's talk about partial visual ADCs today, Misty. Yeah, let's do it. This is a dramatic, but yet pretty common type of appearance, which includes seeing part of the body, or if they see the whole body, it was described as less than solid. So like the ways that people would see their friend or loved one would include seeing them as a bright light, a face in a bright light, only the upper portion of the body, or if the whole body, it wasn't quite solid, ranging from like a mist to a less than solid form. Yeah, and these partial appearance appearances, they say they can include any other types of ADCs that we've spoken about previously, such as sensing a presence, hearing a voice, feeling a touch, or smelling a fragrance of some sort. Right. And regardless of the type of visitation, we're reminded that these experiences bring the experiencer a feeling of hope and healing. And in fact, one of the best parts and the best results of an ADC is when someone gets a second chance to say goodbye or even to heal emotionally, as we saw in some of these stories. So let's talk about some of the stories in this chapter. So in the beginning of this chapter, there was a beautiful story. It was about this little boy named Joshua, who was nine years old, who had been born with Down syndrome. And he appeared before his caretaker in this brilliant blue and gold light. And she knew from that, that light and just seeing that she knew that was that little boy that she helped take care of. Yeah, it's neat. It's just like the story of our friend we've talked about before who saw the blue and purple light. It's the same kind of thing. She saw light and mist. And there's just something when this experience happens to someone that the experiencer can sense and know. So something about this essence and this presence just told her and she knew this was Joshua. And she also could feel and she got the sense that he was healed, that he can now laugh, he could dance, he could sing. And that was his message to his mom. He wanted his mom to know that he was okay and that he still loves her. And it's just neat that it happens. And what we find in these stories like this and in this book is that sometimes if the spirit can't contact the person directly that they want to, they will appear to someone else, like a friend or a family member, and ask them to pass on the message. And people do. So we do hear of that a lot. Yeah, because I know with other people, they're not truly believing that that can happen. That's when it's closed off and they can't get in contact with you. 
And that's why they go to people that you know who know. seem open, I guess. Yeah, seem open yeah. to the effect of, oh, I'm showing up, let my mom know right. all this good news about me now. Like, right. So it's a beautiful thing that they're able to do that so they can still get it across to their loved ones that they love and miss. So, right. So that's an example of seeing a partial visitation where it was like a mist. And, and a lot of the rest of the stories see more than a mist. And this next one I liked was Wayne, while he was driving his car, his father, who had just died of pneumonia and he didn't know yet, who was 66 years old, just suddenly appeared to him. It was like he described a pinpoint of light exploded into a great circle of light right there in front of him face and shoulders and a big smile, which Wayne took as his father saying goodbye. It was like, he knew he's like, Oh, my father's going. And that was his way to say goodbye. And sure enough, he found out that his dad had just passed. So I, I find that interesting and thank goodness he didn't wreck his car. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's just so wonderful to hear like these different ways that your loved ones come through to you mm-hmm. and just knowing one little thing like that smile mm-hmm. he knew that smile was his dad saying goodbye yeah he didn't have to say words to him or anything it was just that smile and mm-hmm. just gives that peaceful going okay he's good he's he's not in pain anymore so Right. It's like they don't even need words sometimes. It's the feeling, yeah. the smile you just know, and that feeling that they're okay, it gives you the peace that you need and it helps you through the process of dealing with their loss for sure. There was another yeah. one with um, a lady named Consuelo. She saw her yeah. father from the chest up also, but he also spoke to her because we were just talking about yeah. how Wayne saw a smile and that was good enough, but her father came to her and spoke to her in his native language, which was Spanish. And he said, my daughter, you were not alone. (laughs) And that was pretty cool because he had suffered from lupus. Right. And she knew that he was suffering, but didn't know how to handle it either. And with him coming to her, it just gives you again, that piece of like, okay, my dad just told me in his own words that he's still there with you. So don't worry, you're okay. And that he was healed. He was entirely healed Healed. of any illness, which is also common. You know, like the the boy, you know, the nine-year-old boy was saying he could dance and sing. He was okay. So that's a neat, that's a neat common thread as well. And I think there was a story in there that was similar. You said you had family that saw spirits in the clouds, right? Um, a long time ago, I saw I, myself. I saw like the whole. Um, it was like the major scene, like oh, with right, Jesus. Right. Yeah, I did see that, and I knew something was happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what because I still didn't have my. I didn't have that sensing. I didn't have that gift. I I know again, I don't like calling it gift, but I didn't have that gift where I could tell, oh, somebody's passing away there with, with Jesus now kind of thing. But I, at that point, somebody did move on. I was a kid at that time. And you said the whole family saw it. Yeah, we all saw it. We were all in the car driving back, back home. Um, We were out 
we saw about my grandma in Arizona and we were driving back home and it was just so vivid of a, I so wish we had our phones like we do now where you could just pull out your phone and record it and record it because Mm -hmm. it was just so like beautiful. And I wasn't even that we weren't that a religious family at the time. Right. So to see that, right. Is just like, okay, wow. Like it took a lift off of you. Like it feels like sometimes you have like this, somebody stepping on you on your chest, like, oh my gosh, it's holding me down. I can't do anything. But when that appears, it's just like, okay, they're in heaven. They're with, with their people that they love that have already passed. So it's a great, great feeling to have that. So well, Cindy's grandmother appeared to her in the clouds. This is also in the book. And she appeared to her looking younger, which is another common experience we find in the stories here is how someone who comes to you who may have been very old when they died suddenly looks younger or like they did in their 20s or 30s, which is incredibly comforting. And if an ADC gets rid of your fear of death, something like this should get rid of your fear of aging, which I have that fear. <laughs> so I look but forward to <laughs> You look, you've aged so much better than you think you have because I'm younger than you and I have the gray hair. You don't. Um, so well, you've aged very well. So. This, this, thank you. But this does take away a little bit of my, my fear for that <laughs> as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, and there's other stories at, that we've read too. And they said it's never too late to ask for forgiveness. You could still always ask for that forgiveness. And during these times of seeing your loved ones in like in the clouds or hearing them and talking to them, always, you can always, it's never too late at all to ask for that forgiveness of what you think has done, you've done is wrong, or you didn't go to certain events with them or whatever it may be. You can always ask for that forgiveness at that time. Right. Because the story of the book, there was Kurt who lost his father. And three days after he died, his father appeared to him as a full but transparent figure. So he was full in form, head to toe, but transparent. And in his life, he was very abusive. He was abusive to the mother and to the kids is the way he was disciplining them. But he appeared to his son crying and asking for forgiveness. So that's kind of cool that it, it, you could still do that from beyond. Yeah. It's probably because his life in review, he yes. saw his life in he review saw what and he did <laughs> what he did and how much he hurt his family and seeing that made him hurt even more and having to go back and tell, tell them, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Right. It's, it's a great thing that you're able to do that in the, when you are, have passed. That's right. Because right now you think, oh, if I did something to somebody and I pass away like the next day and you haven't told them I'm sorry or whatever, you can still go and tell them I'm sorry after you've passed. So it's a great thing to know that, okay, I can still say sorry. So it doesn't matter when you die, if you've done something wrong or you've hurt somebody, you can always come back to them and tell them, I'm sorry. I love you didn't mean to do that. Please forgive me. I think that's a great thing that you can do after you pass as well. 
Yeah. And on the flip side, people on this side who are still alive sometimes carry guilt with them if they weren't with them physically when they passed, which happened a lot through the pandemic when families couldn't be together. Or if they couldn't travel and go to a funeral, they felt bad. But for anyone who this has happened to, we have good news for you. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad. Because these stories seem to show that the spirits on the other side make very light of these situations. So there's a specific story where Rita was really close to her father-in-law, but she was pregnant and the doc her doctor wouldn't let her fly. So she couldn't go to the funeral. And she felt so bad that her father-in-law appeared to her and told her that it was okay. He loves her and not to feel bad. So that's comforting to know for anyone who's carrying that, that guilt, especially from that pandemic, because you know, you want to be there for them when they, they take their last breath sometimes. Some right. of um, some of us need that to to be able to move on, but just to hear hear that person say, "I know you can't be there. It's okay. I'm okay. I love you. Don't worry about it. I know why you are not there. It's not. Don't feel guilty about it. I'm. You're gonna have my. Basically, he's saying you're having my first grandchild." or I don't know first, but you're having my grandchild. So that's a big, good reason why she couldn't go. Right. right. It was for a good cause. Yeah. It was a good cause. It wasn't like, Oh, I had to go work, you know, even though sometimes it is, that is the reason. So don't, but. And some people feel, feel like now that that person passed away, they're never going to get to see your baby or see what you do in life. And then they, they carry that kind of guilt too. And more good news on that is they are going to see what you're doing. They're probably going to even see your baby before you do. They're going to be very in tune. It's just like, you know, I had dreamt when I was pregnant with my twins that my dad had handed me a baby girl. He said, do you want to hold your baby girl? And I said, yes. Now she wasn't born with a set of twins. I had twin boys. So that was very confusing for me. But (laughs) my second pregnancy, I knew I was like, this is the girl. And it was. And when I held her, it was very familiar. I knew I had held her before and I can't describe that feeling, but it was there and it was pretty powerful. So they, they say, if you are expecting a baby and you're worried that they're never going to see them, or if they were ill before they died and didn't see your newborn baby, you don't need to worry because they're definitely going to still see them or visit them. Right. And there's that, a story in here too, about that, where the the grandfather came to his, his granddaughter and said, you're going to have a baby basically. And yeah. she's like, wait, what in her head? She's like, I'm not even pregnant yet. How do you know that kind of thing? Um, right. But knowing that they know that they're there um, mm-hmm. and always are going to see, see you do these different things in your life that you want them there for. Right. For me, yeah, I lost both my parents and I always thought, what am I going to do when I do get married? Like who, like walking down the aisle, my parents aren't going to be there. Or if I do adopt a child, they're not going to see that grandchild. But you know, with this, me reading all this, I know that they're still there, but it's still going to be the hardest day for me because 
I don't have my dad walking me down the aisle, even though he's probably there in spirit holding on to me. Yeah. But it's just sometimes it doesn't feel the same. Right. Right. We still so, miss them no matter what. We're still going to miss yeah. them. That's true. But at least we can know they're still in touch with us in our lives and they know what's happening. And that is just beautiful. Yeah. And we're going to plug the wisdom app again. If you haven't heard us talk about it before, download it because we go on and do live talks on the wisdom app and people can come on and share their stories. I'm going to be going on more often in the evening specific time to, to talk. If anyone wants to share their story or to just hear stories that bring them hope and knowing that their loved ones are still around. Trisha and I go on together once a week. And this last week when we were on live, we did have a listener who called in to share his experience and he's even a proclaimed skeptic. So those are my favorite because they never know. This is someone who didn't. And I knew this person since high school that he called in and he was someone (laughs) who didn't believe in this kind of stuff, but he is willing to share his story that he's afraid people might think he's crazy. However, exactly. <laughs> like a lot of people, and that's why Trisha and I do this, is to say, you're not crazy. You are not yes. alone. And that's that's what's cool about the wisdom app is because we're getting more people to talk about it and to listen so that you feel more like other people. Yeah, and I one of the other listeners that came on and talked to us said she, she was so happy that we're doing this because... Her husband thinks she's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And now she has an outlet to talk to or listen to, to help her with these experiences she's had. So, right. That's one other great thing about this app and this podcast is because we're there. We're here to help you know that it's okay. This happens a lot. This stuff happens. It really does more than you think. Cause more people aren't there are more people talking about it, but there's a lot more that probably aren't talking about it. That's right. And so, so we're bringing them out of the shadows and here's Aaron's story. But my closest experience to this, and I can't shake it because I just feel that it was real like deep in my soul. When I had sleep apnea before I had the surgery for it, I used to have these terrible dreams of drowning where I couldn't breathe. And like, it was like the surface was getting further away or quite frightening. I had the surgery. Everything's been fine since years. Haven't even thought about it. And a couple of months ago, I've lived in this house that I'm in now for about two, two and a half years. And I'm always hearing strange noises that, that I should not be hearing. And I've just blown it off. Just the house makes creepy noises. And every now and then though, it kind of spooks me. And after this incident, I I look at it completely differently now. I think there's something going on. One morning, uh, I was sleeping in bed late, and I started to get that feeling like I can't breathe. And it was curious because I was in that half-asleep, half-awake mode when you're not sure what's what. And I was thinking, this is not apnea because I'm not having a dream that I'm drowning, I'm kind of half awake, but something's like smothering me. Something is, wait a minute. And I felt like a physical presence, kind of like when your dog snuggles up too close and it's like, you know, push the pillow against your face kind of thing. 
And I, <laughs> right. was like, I was like, this is weird. There is something here. And then I realized like, I'm not alone in this room. And I kept trying to get comfortable and trying to worm my way this way and that way. And whatever it was, when I shifted, it was like a physical presence right up against me. And I kept wanting to like, uh, for lack of a better phrase, make contact. And I was like, what is going on? What, this doesn't feel spooky. It doesn't feel violent or mean. It's just like something is trying to get close to me. Is this somebody I know? Is this just somebody that's in this house? Is this where all these noises are coming from? And finally, I woke up enough to say out loud, who are you? And they left. Oh, but and so it was I, a, immediately it was a comforting feeling, though, right? It was weird. It, it, it was something that wanted to get closer to me physically in that moment and not in a sexual way, but just kind of like a like a, a child snuggling you or a partner right. snuggling you. Not it, it there was there was uh, it was intimate, but not sexual in the least. Right. And, and I just wanted to know, like, who are you? What did, where do I know you from? What's going on? Because there was such a familiarity about it. Right. And, and I couldn't figure it out. And as soon as I asked out loud, who are you? Well, they up and left. Whoever so who, who in your past or your family is deceased? Um, nobody that I was that close to. I've lost uh, both grandparents, mm-hmm. uh, both sets of grandparents over the years. Um, I, I've lost a number of high school friends, as you know, full disclosure, Misty and I went to high school together True uh, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I can only think of one friend that passed in recent years who, uh, took his own life. And that's probably the one that, that really affected me the most, but I don't think it was him because I don't see him as the kind of person that would be snuggling up against him. I don't think that's how he would have reached out. But then again, maybe after the fact, I don't know. So whoever Hmm. this was, it is still a complete mystery to me. I've pondered it. I've talked to you about it. I'm sharing it here on your show with you. And I've talked to others about it and we've, we've gone through it. And so far I'm still a bit clueless, but highly curious. But now when there's a noise, I kind of call out to it and say, I'm, I'm here anytime you're ready to talk. So that's an example of someone coming and joining our live talk on wisdom. And we look forward to having more people listen and share their stories. You download the wisdom app, search for Trisha, search for Misty. We are on there. We don't have set times just yet. It's a little bit random, but we'd love for you to connect with us. And the biggest thing that I've learned from these stories and books and everything that Trisha and I have been studying is that people who have an ADC experience lose their fear of death and are able to live life more joyfully. Yes. And I want to share this quote um, that was in the book, which I thought was beautiful too. And it's from Rabbi Harold Kushner. I am quite confident that the most important part of a human being is not his physical body, but his non-physical essence, which some people call soul and others personality. The non-physical part cannot die and cannot decay because it is not physical. 
That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. Our podcast, Surviving Death and Dying, is available worldwide on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Amazon Audible, Listen Note, Facebook, YouTube, and more. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com, where we have the links to the books we've talked about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. We did it again. We survived death and dying another episode because we believe life and love never dies.